And so you're telling me that the Kirby team played Nier Automata. It's like, this is the shit. The very next bullet point on my notes. Quote, the end of the story gets absolutely bananas and starts to feel like Nier Automata for a second. <laughs> very melodic yeah that was that was kind of nice it is always sort of tough when we comment on the 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 go that we say before we record because usually i cut it out i like to just i like i like people to think that we're just starting the pod in mid-conversation that's yeah. what i enjoy about it that's when yeah. we're referencing something off screen you <laughs> there's know? no it's production a, it's, a cold, it's a cold open it's a cold open every time <laughs> the lights come on <laughs> <laughs> the the curtains come up and we're just hanging out. I'm in the middle of saying a sentence through a big bite of a sandwich. And then I told her, that's not Sonic. That's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's all that's the best I had. That's the that's, best I no, had. No, that's that's good, honestly. It's just it's it's <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of our podcasts because I'm re- currently cataloging all the games that we've played for Godspeed, sir. For an unannounced project. Mm. It's, it will be announced later in the episode. You just gotta listen. Hasn't had his ribbon cutting yet. No, not yet. But I've been listening to a lot of it. And that's not Sonic, that's my mom feels very <laughs> like canonical to me to, to video game podtimism the optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming my name is chase and my name is david oh and welcome to this one yes to, to this one to we're this, here yeah we're hanging out we're doing it um it feels like it's been a while we've only we're only recording two days later than we normally do but it feels like i haven't talked to you in so long it feels yeah this is this, this has felt like a long week for some reason this week has felt long yeah but yeah, it's just it's thrown off my sketch. Like yeah. usually by this time in the week, I'm 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 already deep into the next game that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we've already talked. We've already talked about games. I've already gushed as much as I'm going to gush about video games in any given week. Mm-hmm. Feels wrong. I mean, it feels right now that we're here, but like, yeah, I just, you know. I, but I, I do like that it gives me something to look forward to for hump day. That's true. Yeah, right in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. It will make going to work on Thursday a little interesting. <laughs> Why is that? I feel like the further... Uh, we'll talk about video games here in a second. I feel like the further I get into the week, the more I'm sort of willing to push the limit on like how many White Claws I can have in an evening. <laughs> like so, mon- so you're telling me that the beginning of the week, you have strong resolve, and throughout the week, your your resolve weakens. That's correct. Yeah, like... <laughs> on Monday, I'm like, I should take it easy. I still got a lot of the week left. But like sure. Thursday, I'm like like quick draw McGraw with every every white claw that's coming out or or whatever mm, beverage. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not endorsing drinking Thursday, white claw. That's Friday Eve. That's Friday Eve. And like, you know, I can be there I can go. be I can be a little bunk on Friday, but like Wednesday, we're playing a dangerous game here hey on man. this one. Wednesday is Friday Eve Eve. It's Eve Eve. You are correct, David. We're double even here. We're double even. Is that what Parasite Eve was about? Double eving? Yeah, double even. You're the one who played it, so I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna yeah, yeah. Set, set, hit this one back to you and ask you the same question. The answer, David, is no. Have you been <laughs> playing video games? <laughs> I have been. I have uh, been playing video games. Phenomenal. Could you tell me about the ones that you're doing doing that to? Yeah, I've uh I've, the dust has settled in my my post Elden Ring frenzy of just trying to find something that gives me the same dopamine rush yeah, yeah. as Elden Ring did. Where have you landed? Yeah, so I'm still playing the Outer Wilds. That one is sticking around. Good. Very, I'm, very good. Very I'm good happy game. about this. Yeah, I, 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 
I, the fact that it's a roguelike, I think, is very fun. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll just be in the middle of uncovering a secret somewhere, and then I'll hear, like, the deep boom of the of the sun. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, God, I got to get things done real quick. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do all that tedious stuff to get back here again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just, like... It's a surprisingly beautiful game, too. For, for sure. Yeah. So cartoony, in a way. Mm-hmm. Just the, the situations and the environments it puts you in are so imaginative and different and interesting. Like when I first went into that, what is it, uh, Giant's Deep, the, yes, the gas yeah. planet with water in the middle. And there's like, just oh like God. storms I like, I like everywhere and shit. stop when I like went through the gas. I'm like, oh God, what's happening? Why am I yeah. not slowing down? And then there's like all these tornadoes and like that big cyclone at the top. And it's all this like raging water. I'm like, oh God, I'm like it's frightening, trying right? not to get in the water. I'm like, oh God. Yeah. And then for like all the times that I kept on going back there, each time I went through those clouds, I was, I was like nervous of yeah. like getting yeah. in there, even though I knew like hitting the water, I'd be fine. You're not going to die hitting the water, but it just yeah. doesn't really good job of evoking that kind of sense of awe and wonder and respect of like this alien world <laughs> coming at you so quickly yeah but yeah really great so many different things to explore like finding all the different homies who are on the different planets with yeah. your little smelloscope in space <laughs> um to go out and hear them yeah just getting close to the sun is so intense so frightening i got scared every time so scary that like the first time that i was on the i talked about it last time when i was on the mm-hmm. interloper the comet and it just slingshotted me around the sun <laughs> i was like i was like shitting bricks man it was yeah. crazy but yeah this game it's so great it's, it's it's interesting that you are an alien creature in this game but it really gives you probably at least from games that i've played the best experience of being an explorer in space Mm -hmm. that i've personally had right because the stakes are relatively low but the tone of the game still makes you respect everything that you're doing it's like surprisingly earnest in how it's portraying being an explorer and like wandering away absolutely yeah there's yeah you're right to call it like kind of a respect towards the the exploration not to Mm -hmm. mention like all the stuff that you're finding of these people who have like been there before you yeah all their stories are told very earnestly like these are real people with like real concerns and a lot of the time they're not talking about like the interloper is actually a blah 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 or like the big planet's big secret it's mostly like Mm -hmm. this person and i are beefing and like we didn't get this person enough x or whatever and like there's a challenge between the people and all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah and they and they casually mention something that's relevant to you about the planet like yes. oh yeah they use like the secret entrance into the lab okay so now i have to find the secret entrance underwater right. and dive in and get there so yeah it's just it's really good game design i feel like yeah it, it's it's very much a game that is centered around curiosity and exploration and they they play it so well because yeah. every with those games there's such a fine line of good of of doing it well and doing it not well yeah because if you go and explore something that the player thinks should reward you with something interesting and it doesn't yeah then that kind of breaks that 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 game cycle of being rewarded for your curiosity but this one's always constantly rewarding me for what i'm doing like yeah elden ring does and uh breath of the wild does right Mm -hmm. where it's just this open world and you go and explore and experience and just the experience is what drives you it's great Mm -hmm. it's a great game yeah it's really good I've also been playing Madden NFL 22. <laughs> in, in, a, in a complete tonal shift. In a complete tonal shift. <laughs> One of the best indie games in that football, baby. Yeah. 
Um, but <laughs> never did I ever think that I would live in a world where Madden was the the good sports game in my life. Yeah, pretty bizarre, huh? One thing that is very striking to me in the very beginning didn't ask me to create an account. Pretty sweet. Pretty or cool. Use my Madden. email to, to to get me on. Very cool. I didn't have everything erased uh, when I didn't, because you didn't confirm, confirm your my Gmail. email. <laughs> so those are all gigantic uh, check marks, pluses for them. Over 2K. It really yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah. It should, shouldn't be, in my opinion, that, that, yeah. that that's something superior. Both games should do that. But sure. this one does. But it's still it's still a fun game. I, I still just enjoy creating my little goblin character. Yeah. The and the football ghoul. The foot <laughs> the, the football gremlin. Oh yeah, it's a different creature of the night. Different <laughs> different creature of the night. Creatures of the night. That could be an indie game for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh it it is it's it's football, baby. <laughs> I do think that it's a little bit more polished than the one from last year because I, huh. I think these all these games are going to come out on Game Pass, right? Just a year afterwards because the new Madden's coming out soon. I think that's typically, yeah, the kind of clip that they've been releasing. Yeah, but this one's it, it, it feels a tiny bit tighter. The graphics are a tiny bit better, I think. Maybe this yeah. is the first one that really was able to take time to adjust for the next-gen consoles mm-hmm. compared to 21. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. And I, I, I'm enjoying the face of the franchise mode where you create your own character better than the last one. It wasn't The last one I didn't enjoy because it was a little bit too scripted for me. Mm. This one seems a little bit more freewheeling. There's definitely still story beats and general character development that it tries to do. Yeah. But I just kind of skip through all of that. Sure. Because they're trying to make me like an influencer guy. And I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. Personally, I just want to play the football. I just want to, I'm just a baller. I just want to play the football. I feel like until they really make like a huge swing with one of the stories, like it's kind of not going to be that significant. All of the stories are just so generic, yeah. so generic. And it it is confusing to me when they decide to voice a line as opposed to just use text. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the the voice acting is and, and you know no disrespect to the voice actors but sometimes it seems very phoned in sure i'm sure there's a lot of voice lines that they had to record so it may yeah. just be like i don't know yeah. just read this man sometimes it seems very awkward and sometimes like some of the cutscenes, i'm just confused i'm like okay everybody else in the locker room is suited up but i'm still in street clothes <laughs> and like yeah. they're t- and I'm, I'm like a central character right now but i'm still in like my jeans and a t-shirt and everybody else is like ready to go and play the game yeah it's just weird things like that, like small glitches and bugs. But it's kind of also the endearing thing about these games. It's got a little oblivion. It's got a little Skyrim in there. Yeah. Like, why, yeah. why is this the way we're doing it? So long as it doesn't like get in the way of the actual gameplay, which it doesn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And, and I think this one does a little bit better job of letting me be the one to make decisions on things. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the last one. It's like, okay, this year you're just you're just out. You're injured. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. just the story beat, which is a little off-putting. Granted, sure. I, I haven't gotten as far in this one as I did in the last one, so we'll see if that does happen again or something similar. But sure, right now, yeah. it's it's a little bit more enjoyable, and I feel like I have more control over the game flow as well. I can hmm. choose what I get to do better. Yeah, because sometimes I don't. I don't. I don't care about playing defense. Just let the defense do the defense. Let the games in that. <laughs> Just yeah. let me play the offense. I don't care. But it's fun so far. I'm having a good time. Nice. Much much better than the NBA 2K experience I had recently. Yeah, God, which dude, it's so pains brutal. me to say. Pains me to say. 
I just listened to the saga of you playing through 2K20, which was the the, the original, the yeah, the original Beats oh, incident God, of 2020. It it was an incident. It, it was, was an, an incident. incident. Yeah, they write about it in textbooks now. <laughs> There's a picture of you playing. 2k just being like what you're like having a, a picture of you with a pair of headphones like what are these <laughs> just like the the guy the meme of the guy holding too many lemons i'm just holding all these beats by dre headphones like falling out of my hands um and then a single tear running down my face for a, yeah. a fallen a fallen friend the specter of dr dre sort of hanging <laughs> over you like andros and star fox 64 <laughs> but yeah better better than nba right now but maybe one day maybe one day it'll it'll reclaim its throne yeah anyways uh two other games i've been kind of dabbling in monster yeah. train still love it love to very see very much enjoy it i just i love the progression i love unlocking new cards i unlocked a new uh hero nice. uh, Who, recently who, who'd you get the the queen of shards the shard tail queen of, yep. for the the hellborn yep she rips dude yeah she's very fun and I, I think I've beaten the game a couple times now, which definitely increases how many cards I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a it's a very fun game. Great yeah. gameplay loop. Great great game to play before bed, as you have said Absolutely. many times before. Yeah, just easy easy on the brain, soothing for my brain. Because mm-hmm. I can just like think a little bit. It's not too difficult. I can kind yeah. of get into a flow. It's great. It is it is very good. I I, I agree that it's a great before bed game. Mm-hmm. I feel like the 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 difficulty between that and I've been playing Slay the Spire again, shockingly, but mm-hmm. the difficulty between Slay the Spire and this one, I feel like is it in Monster Train, it's skewed towards you having fun and making just like broken builds sometimes. Yeah. Which is really fun. Like, I really like that it allows you to just be like, yeah, this run's just going to be kind of broken for you, which is like, mm-hmm. great, great. I can buff somebody to do like 500 damage in a single turn or something. Yeah. I did that with the Hellhorn Prince. He had like multi-strike. <laughs> Yep. And I put a bunch of big, big homies in front of him. And each yep. time someone died, like one of the big homies killed him, mm-hmm. he would get a big buff. Yeah, yeah. And so he was doing multi-strike with like 300, 250 <laughs> damage at the end. It was yep. great. It's it's fucked up. Like, I, I, I love that they do that. It's just very good. I, I really like Monster Train. Yeah, no, great game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a lot of it still. Yeah. And last game I've been playing. Sure. Probably the game I'm playing the most. Okay. Ninja Gaiden Sigma Mail. <laughs> Sigma Mail? No, there's no way that that <laughs> it's is. Just the... Sigma. Oh, it's okay. just Sigma. It's just Sigma. Jesus. But I mean, he is kind of a Sigma male. A little bit. Yeah. He's on that Sigma grind set for <laughs> he's sure. He's on that Sigma grind when he set. When he wakes up at 5 a.m. and does like, I don't know, crunches I mean, or something. He pretty much does it all himself. Okay. So this is a remake of. This is the remake of the remake because there was oh, Ninja Gaiden Black. Uh huh. For Xbox, I think. Xbox was Ninja Gaiden. Uh-huh. And I think, I think. Black and Sigma were 360, but I don't know. Maybe Black was a remake for the Xbox as well. Jesus, yeah, there's so many remakes of it. Regardless, this is a remake of the one that came out on Xbox. The yes. very first one, yeah. Yes. So Interesting. they've added extra okay. levels. They've taken out some of the more onerous like platforming from what I've what I've read. Yeah. I never full disclosure, I never pl- beat the original Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, yeah. Uh I could never get pa- I could I could never get past the first level with my little high school pea brain. <laughs> Um, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it back then. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even high school. It was like, what, middle school? Yeah, I think this was a middle school release. Yeah, this was a middle school release. But, I mean, wow, I it's a great, it's a great game. It's, yeah. It stands the test of time. It's still really good. It's, it's definitely Sekiro before Sekiro. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a difficult game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes airs on the side of frustrating and cheap, yeah. which is a bummer. 
Sure. Especially because a lot of it is because the camera is a little slow and yep. wonky. Yeah. If they fixed the camera, everything would work so much better. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it has, you know, you have great control over the character. You can do some pretty slick things For sure. as, as Ryu. It gives you such a great array of freedom to mm -hmm. string together combos that feel like your original thing. Yeah. Which is really fun. And once you get used to what the controls are letting you do and how it's letting you interact with Ryu, mm -hmm. it gets really intuitive and interesting. And then it adds the different weapons and the different upgrades. Yeah. The yeah, the, the still the one complaint is that sometimes it feels a little cheap. Yeah. And the save system is a little brutal sometimes. Yeah. Uh, because if you just save in the wrong spot, it's just going to keep respawning you in a very tough situation where you're like at half health yeah. and you got no flasks and you got to beat like three strong enemies who will always hit you right on the money with an exploding dart <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to stop the damage that you're going to take from it except just not get hit. So yeah, it really forces you to play the game at every moment that you are playing it. You are yeah, in it yeah. to win it the whole time. There's no there's no room to breathe. Mm -hmm. You got to be ready at any moment, which is, it's it's fun. It's engaging. I can't play it for long periods of time because it gets a little yeah. too intense sometimes. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm really enjoying it a lot. This is also a game like Bloodborne that I had, you know, previously started and stopped playing mm -hmm. multiple times because I just couldn't as Chase would say, grok, how to <laughs> win, how to do well. And now it's just kind of clicked into place for me. Um, so I'm really enjoying going back and playing this classic, certified classic video game. <laughs> I mean, it is though. It's a yeah. classic game. It's it's excellent. It really is just top to bottom so far. A really great game. And I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I think I'm like six chapters in. Yeah. Have you fought Alma yet? No. But that, I know that's a bad one. That was the fight that like almost made me quit the game when I was playing it the first time. I remember. I remember you would talk yeah. about it a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see how that is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 a good time. I feel like they they hadn't quite cracked the code on difficulty yet. This mm. game is probably the closest it got at the time to being like a difficult but not horrible game. But still like, somewhat fair game. Yeah, because like yeah. obviously there there had been difficult games for a long time, but most of them were just like, there's no world where I'm gonna be able to beat this versus like if you just kind of mm -hmm. practice, you'll get good but you'll get better at this game. Yeah. And it yeah, you're right. It definitely feels like there there still had to be a few more things that they had to figure out before it would be like, okay, we can make a game that's very fair and pretty difficult. Cause like, yeah, I remember mm -hmm. the camera being a problem. A lot of the times, yeah, I remember like feeling like that didn't feel like I should have gotten hit or like, I wish this, yeah. this bit wasn't undodgeable or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like with these, these spider clan ninjas and their exploding daggers. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember that. Why does it, why does it stun lock me each time that it hits me with a dagger? <laughs> so yeah. that then the other two ninjas can then hit me with a dagger as well. And then yeah. take like, three quarters of my health <sighs> frustrating <laughs> frustrating i'm trying to jump i'm trying to jump out of the way i can't yeah. i just can't because i'm just like stun yeah yeah for sure it's brutal it is I, I i really should play this again because i did play it at the time and thought it was frustrating but good and i would really like to see how it compares after all the sort of like FromSoft hoopla and like playing through all those games you you definitely see a lot of is from soft's dna in there yeah for sure a lot of it i i say it's absolutely still worth a play it's sure. it's still it holds up to the test of time in my opinion still looks pretty good mm -hmm. especially the cutscenes. like the character models in the cutscenes look still 
darn good. Yeah, I remember that like at the time being like shockingly good looking. Still, still holds up. I mean, this is yeah. the remake, so it was out on 360. But yeah, no, still, still definitely passable. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to getting more frustrated by it. Uh, <laughs> my, my one video game unpotimistic thing of the week though mm-hmm. would probably have to be the the boob physics. <laughs> yeah dude my god and center in this game and because there's there's whole entire levels where you play as rachel yeah in this game now i don't know they don't think they were in the original but then black and sigma they had these chapters where you played as her Uh uh-huh and i'm just like the rest of her body is like a robot stiff yeah no motion and then it's just like I don't know what, like, they have, like, a big team of dudes doing this or, like, one guy who was just passionate about it. It's just, like, meticulously. The weirdest guy in the meticulously office. Meticulously <laughs> yeah. doing these physics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I showed it. I was I was playing that level and Mallory walks by and I'm just like, look how ridiculous this is. And she's like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this woman? I'm like, yeah. I don't know, dude. This was just a weird early to mid-2000s video game thing. But I'm glad it's not a thing anymore because it just makes me it makes me feel weird now. It really just makes me feel weird. I remember at the time, like the I don't know, there's just this like tacit acknowledgement, at least from my part. And I think a lot of the industry as a whole just like, yeah, that's just what video video games are i guess like video games are for boys yeah we're just like weird and like want to see that and like it's just it's a it's not true but like yeah that you know that is a required part of a video game that should be obvious at this point but like it's it, in hindsight just like what the fuck were we doing why is this like yeah. what we decided to do and like you still see some of this in games right like some of the like over sexualization of women in general and like it it sucks it, but it but yeah with these older games it's like way more loud than it than it is now it feels like yeah and just the way that she is displayed and like the cutscenes yeah. and yeah it's it's a little intense it's a little intense yeah video games but it's still mechanically a great game so sure yeah yeah i I'd, I'd like to try and play this again I, I i liked it at the time quite a bit so i'll have to take a peek yeah give it a spin works great on game pass yeah it's for perfect sure game pass game and they have all three on there so I think I'm going to play them all. Nice. I don't remember if I've played or if I played all of them. I think I played one and two. I don't know if I played three. I've heard people don't like Sigma 2. Huh. They like Ninja Gaiden 2, but there's a lot of hate for Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 online by, the, by the community. Okay. They say it made it too easy. Okay. And that you need to play on Master Ninja <laughs> mode from the sure. get-go to get the real <laughs> Ninja Gaiden 2 experience. So we'll see how that how that flies. And then also Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, which looks like it was reviewed kind of poorly to mediocrely. So it might be a good one to do on the pod. Actually. Yeah, true. Sweet. That was, I was not expecting Ninja Gaiden. Neither was I, but it was just sitting there <laughs> saying, hey, play me. I'm on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, what have you been playing, Chase? Uh, I've been playing some video games. I will tell you about some of them. The one I've been playing by far the most, as far as just sheer hours go, uh-huh. is uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, David. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the new one. Um, last time we spoke, the demo was only out, and I had uh, just been on Asynchronous, a, a good video game podcast to talk I thought about. it was just Synchronous for that cast. It was just it? Synchronous at the time, but if you're looking for the podcast on the internet, Asynchronous. It is, it is, is Asynchronous, it? yes. It is <laughs> that's, asynchronous. How, that's how you'll have to find it. It's good cast quality cast quality cast <laughs> do, we need, do we need a stinger for that <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll pitch that one down quality cast, quality cast. <laughs> oh wow 
Yeah. The game is out. I think I've played 25 hours of it now. It's been out for <laughs> just, maybe a week. Just a casual 25 a hours casual into 25. this game already. I, I've been putting putting minutes into this game, David. I am really enjoying it. Uh, so let's see. For people who don't know what this is, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes is a sort of sequel sort of side story to uh fire emblem three houses the uh tactics game that came out i think in 2019 sounds right i think it was 2019 and i was a big fan of, of the uh three three houses I've, I've been a an enjoyer of most of the fire emblem games but uh three <laughs> houses really took it to the next level and definitely goes on the tombstone yeah fire emblem enjoyer enjoyer and uh yeah i i really enjoy that game i played through all three routes of uh well I, there's there's technically four routes but i have played through all three houses of the of the game which um were really good i was obviously a golden deer boy hmm, the baratheons hmm. i mean yes uh imagery wise yes i don't know who they would be in the game of thrones world like so their their leader of the golden deer is this guy named claude who's cool and hot oh. which yeah very cool love that cool and hot and hot <laughs> all right and uh he's like sort of a transplant from almira a, a faraway mm. land um but somehow he's kind of kept that a secret and he is oh. a, a leader in house regan which is a a well-to-do house in the lester alliance which is very cool <laughs> A lot of a lot of political stuff going on cool. in the, in the right. three houses. That sounds like there's a lot to dig into. Yes, there is. And like, if you listen to Asynchronous's first season, you'll notice that like three houses sets up a lot of this stuff. They like, hey, we have this huge, complicated political system, and uh, sometimes that 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 is like a a focal point of the game, but oftentimes is not. You would think that like there's there's honestly pretty complicated and cool stuff going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And they just don't really go that hard on it. Like they could have gone a lot harder despite it being there. It's just not really ever like super focused on, you know, like mm-hmm. the conflict between sort of like the three houses and the central church is most most of what's going on in three houses. But uh, yeah, like I, you could definitely play that game. And if you're reading and really like interrogating what's going on in the game, I, I think you can definitely leave it being like, I wish there was a little bit more of this. Like, I wish I could mm. hear more about the different houses and the people and their like motivations and shit like that. And I really think that that is what three hopes is doing. Mm-hmm. They have, it seems like they understood the source material really well. Mm. And pretty much from the jump, they're like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we're going to be doing here. The the main sort of central thrust of the first game is this conflict between, uh, I'm trying to boil this down without spoiling a lot of things, but like mm-hmm. the, a lot of conflict in the three houses game is between whatever house you have chosen to go with mm-hmm. and sort of the, the, the underlying truth of what's going on with the central church. There's exceptions to that. It's a very but... evocative sentence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The underlying well, truth of what's going on with the central church. Ooh. Well, essentially, the central church is the place that runs this, uh, like war war school that you go to, Garrick Mach, which is like very. It's in the center of Fodland, the like land that you're in. Fodland. Fodland, and 
essentially like they, they control a lot of the power and have a lot of influence over Fodlin. And so like there's, you know, there's a lot of shit going on under the surface there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, point being like there's a lot of focus on that in the base game. And in Three Hopes, this version, uh, they uh, that is still a very important part of the story, but they very quickly uh, divert and immediately are like, this is something else. We're doing sort of a different story now. Hmm. it's still the same people in it and they still have very much the same sort of like motivations and the characters are all very well understood and well written but the the story early makes its claim like we're we're doing something different here so like don't expect this to just be kind of a replay of the events of the 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 base game we're trying to tell a different story and i honestly i think they're doing pretty well with that Mm -hmm. like they they've clearly understood like a lot of like i said the political comings and goings of the different houses and shit like that and so yeah. just sort of watching the like system churn as you know this this different house is like actually we're going to defect over here and uh we actually don't want to fight for you anymore mm. and during battle like we're gonna you know turn on to the other side and fight this team and blah 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 and how people react to that and sort of the how the whole system moves is is way more front and center which i do find really interesting like mm. I think a lot of the uh, the first game had like very good character writing and kind of a bad story, hmm. whereas this one like understands the characters very well and is just sort of letting that happen. Like b- because there's so many implications to any action that happens, right? Like similar to how you you know talked to me about Game of Thrones and stuff like that before. Like if somebody makes one decision, that has huge ripple effects that go pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so like. The, that sort of stuff is really interesting to see of like, okay, well, that's kind of a big choice that somebody has just made. How is everybody else in this game going to react? Yeah. Um, and, and what is that going to do to, you know, House Gloucester sort mm-hmm. of stuff is very cool. So I'm really enjoying it. There's like, it's it's very bizarre. This game feels like both a fan fiction and it also makes the base game feel like a fan fiction. Interesting. <laughs> like... It's all fan fiction. It all kind of feels like, you know, one of these is currently occupying the space of fan fiction at any given time, because sometimes you'll look at the other game and be like, man, why, why didn't they do this? Or why didn't these characters act like this? And other times it's like, damn, this feels like just extended universe sort of stuff happening here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, point being, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like I, I obviously have a proclivity for the <laughs> Warriors games in general. Yeah. I like I do not need the story to be this good. I will just play a Dynasty Warriors and that is going to be okay with me. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm cool with just slashing and hacking for five plus hours to beat a game. But it is really nice that they have done a lot of stuff to uh, make the story a lot better. A lot of the user experience is like just so much better in this game than the other one. Like a lot of menus that are very clear with like you don't need to go run across the map to go talk to somebody to figure out if they like flowers or not. We can just give you that information in a menu. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Streamline it. Yeah, it's it's quite good. I, I'm really enjoying it. I think that the, there are, there's definitely a lot of ding boy stuff in here. <laughs> so like, obviously I'm cool with that. I like my lizard brain to, to feel good. How many games do you enjoy that don't have ding boy stuff in them, Chase? It's a good question. I feel like God, like God of War is kind of the one that I'm going to point to. I feel like most of God of War was like a story game. Like it's kind of sure that was the thing that I was there for. I could play that game again. Yeah, no, good lord, that could be a good play. I'm so I'm so into God of War, which feels goofy because like it's it's such a like those first few games were very toxic gamer shit. You know, like toxic masculinity just uh, rolled up into a game. Yeah, great combat system though. Great (laughs) combat. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre to say that, but I, I do really like the game. Anyway, point being, I like Three Hopes. I think there's a world where this is like as good as Three Houses, but just for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. I like Three Houses and I like Fire Emblem games in general for sort of the 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 tactic stuff I think is really fun like a lot of the character progression and i like this game a lot for its story and its sort of understanding of the world Mm -hmm. also but good lord is three houses required reading for this game sure you cannot play this game without playing three houses you could uh, let let me be clear you could it's just going to be like i like they're they're revealing people in ways that should feel significant and to a person who hasn't played the first one like i don't who the fuck is judith who is this? Like, why are they so significant? I, I rarely say that about video games. I feel like video games typically are pretty good about being like self-contained little capsules of of story. But like, man, there's a lot of stuff in here that you really need to know what happened in the first game to like mm. understand why something is or isn't significant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like the, the characterization of the, you know, Claude in this one is very interesting and mostly because it's different. Hot a Claude. Little bit. Hot Claude. Hot Claude. Hot Claude. Hot Claude. Uh, so this is this is a game for Fire Emblem fans, is what you're telling Ver- me. Seriously, no, like absolutely. That's I, why it feels like a fan fiction because it's a I, game made for people for the who people have a who, general yes. understanding of this other game that already happened, and and not only who have an understanding, but I think the people who wanted more from it, mm. like I, I feel like I see that a lot in fan fiction sometimes, where like. People will be like, I just kind of want to either hang out with these characters more or like I have such a deep understanding that I feel like I could probably write something that makes sense in this universe. So is this becoming like a new genre of game? Because I feel like this is what Persona 5 Strikers was as well. Kind of. Yeah. And like Strikers had the advantage that it was a story that was like canonical. It just happened after mm-hmm. um, the base game. And so they could kind of do a lot of stuff but it also yes like it required a certain amount of understanding of persona right like they mm-hmm. had to know who these characters were yeah. and so i i agree and i think the the people who published it omega force like i think they're doing a very good job of wrapping their like warriors style games around other ips in a way that isn't disrespectful i i said this on uh async but like i played a lot of the gundam dynasty warriors mm-hmm. and like those I were that yeah those were fun but definitely not for the same reasons that these games are fun sure they were mostly just like yeah we kind of know gundam but like you're here for the warriors right like you just want to fight people and that Mm. is true i was there for that (laughs) but like they're they're good for very different reasons i feel like they've very much improved their understanding of the ips that they're stepping into that's great yeah no it's good it's great it's a fun genre it is i'm expand it mario warriors mario warriors mario just (laughs) beating the snot out of a goomba out of lu boo legendary (laughs) legendary chinese warrior oh man yeah then they need to do a crossover of all of these warriors orochi dynasty warriors gundam and mario versus rabbits mario mario versus rabbits mario versus (laughs) rabbits versus dynasty warriors versus (laughs) (laughs) i everybody else everybody's here i would play the heck out of that game tape and i would really enjoy that one seven factions for all the different games that they've made in this style all the different yeah. ips they've used i'm into it i'll pay 60 bones for that one i have also been playing david yes kirby and the forgotten land Ooh. all right how is it this is a good kirby game i am not playing as kirby however huh Oh, are you? Are, ooh, okay, c- continue. This is a co-op endeavor, and I am playing as Waddle D. 
Waddle D. Specifically bandana Waddle D. That's that's, that's that's the only Waddle D that I respect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be brave enough to wear a bandana Waddle D. <laughs> so we picked this up, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or something, and have kind of been just working our way through it. I knew that this had co-op, and I was like, why don't we play through this? It's it's gonna be cool. Um and sure enough, it is a good game. Mm-hmm. I'm not like crazy about Kirby. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that's on the top of my list of like Nintendo IPs. I enjoyed Dreamland and I really like Crystal Shards. And I think that's just because Crystal Shards like is a, kind of an interesting game outside of it being a Kirby game. Mm-hmm. It's good because of it. But like the power combining stuff, I think was like what I was there for. Definitely. And so like, I you know, I haven't really been that tapped into like Kirby games over the years. I know that there was a lot on like the DS and, you know, a lot on the, the SNES. And like I said, I really only played Dreamland. Um, of course, Kirby's Air Ride. We, how could we forget? Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I, I like this isn't a series that I'm like crazy into, but I mm-hmm. obviously, you know, read other people's reviews of this and I, most people were pretty positive about this game. Uh, and I am, too. It's It's a really good game. Uh, it reminds me the most of uh, the Super Mario 3D World, the one that originally mm. came out on the Wii U, uh, got released on the Switch, Yeah, where it's like very level based. You're kind of just walking through these like different levels that are all kind of themed around a certain space. Like the uh-huh. first one's just very regular, like it's green, green space and everything is kind of nice and <laughs> it's like it's normal. Space. Whereas, you know, you got a couple of ice levels, you got some industrial areas and shit like uh-huh. that. Um, and, and they're all really good. I think they do a, a good job in the same way that Super Mario 3D World games do where... Mm-hmm. They have, I don't know, probably like six levels in any given world. Yeah. And usually each one of those levels has like a couple of ideas in them that they're Mm -hmm. rolling with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they'll do that. And then mostly, you know, you'll see that idea maybe once again in the game. Yeah. Where like... Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. And I I, I think that that's a really good way to structure a lot of these games where it's very like level based and progression based. Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't want it to be just kind of a slog to get through these levels. And so, you know, if, if in the first one Kirby can do a mouthful mode on a car (laughs) or something like that, that's really fun. Cause you won't see that again for a while Uh or, you know, a light bulb. So you can sneak through like a a very dark area or a big circular ring so that he can like suck up a bunch of air and push that out and you can knock people off or like spin a, a a wheel or a fan or something like that nice stuff like that where it keeps it really fresh and keeps it really interesting obviously all the like kirby powers that you can get are very cool and very fun those all come with like a certain amount of like upgrades that you can do so like your sword can get bigger and cooler mm-hmm. if you go back to waddle d town and spend oh. some of your hard-earned coins on new waddle d's can you get new bandanas no unfortunately enough oh. the, the customization for bandana waddle d is severely lacking i'm mostly oh. just there Wow. Yeah. Write a strongly worded letter to Nintendo about that. Listen here, Shigeru Miyamoto. I want different colored bandanas. Wasn't it Sakurai? Is it Sakurai? Did he make this one? Because he's Uh, he's the Kirby guy, isn't he? Yeah, it's probably true. I I don't know who made this dang game. It's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. Papa Nintendo. (laughs) Dikembe Nintendo. I was just about to say. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, I... (laughs) Anyway, I think it's a really good game. I think most of the Nintendo games like this that are sort of rooted in the origins of any of their given IPs like this or like Super Mario 3D World, which harkens back to like 
Mario 3 or Super Mario World, they do well when they are relying on the sort of wonder and creativity that they can bring um, because they're not relying on something like Breath of the Wild, right? Where it's just like, go explore and do whatever you want to. It's like, we have a track for you. You should mm-hmm. be going through this level at a certain clip and pace and all that sort of stuff. But making it such that it is a joy to do that is mm-hmm. a hard thing to do. Yeah. And it seems like they also know how to do it with a lot of these games. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's really good that they nailed that. Also, the story is bananas. <laughs> like, I've heard it's very intense. Yeah, it's it's wild. And like initially, like there's there's just a lot of like implications with the place that you're going to. Like the world is like ruined, sort of. It's like post post apocalypse of like there's malls that you're wandering it's through. The implication. And like, yes. No, it is. And like old machines and shit like that that have been broken for like many, many years. And so you're telling me that the Kirby team played Nier Automata. That's like, this is the shit. The very next bullet point on my notes. Quote, the end of the story gets absolutely bananas and starts to feel like Nier Automata for a second. <laughs> so, yes. Special guest consultant, Yoko Taro. <laughs> It's like the most of the game has very little story. Like there's there's just not very much going on. And literally mm-hmm. the last level, they're like, we got some explanations and some implications for you. Ooh, dark <laughs> implications? Th- sort of, yes. Um, it's, it's pretty wild. And I really enjoyed that. And I was like, this is weird. What the fuck is going on here? I'm like, yeah, dude, this is the good <laughs> shit. This is getting me going. Yeah, so I, I quite enjoyed it for that. Um, we're currently working through the like, post nintendo game game where they're like go back and do a bunch of stuff sure which is fun so get all the stickers so i think i think we're trying to save the soul of a character by yes by by collecting a certain number of orbs oh (laughs) all right maybe this is one i have to give a look with mal really enjoyed playing a luigi's mansion it sounds similar yeah and like it's it it, at no point is it like horribly difficult you know it's pretty Mm -hmm. forgiving and like when you die you go back to a pretty recent spot yeah. So like it's it's not like it's going to be crushingly challenging, which for a co-op game, personally, I really enjoy. I kind of don't like it when I'm playing co-op and it's like, hey, you need to like really buckle down mm-hmm. and play this game. Like I kind of just want to hang out and 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 be in the world. Yeah, it's good for that. Absolute tonal shift. I am also playing Warhammer 40K Chaos Gate. David. Whoa. <laughs> we're both all over the place this week yeah no it's true i i also haven't had like just one game other than fire emblem that i'm like going crazy on so Mm -hmm. i I feel like i've been picking and grabbing a bunch of stuff i played a bunch of other games that i only played for like an hour and just haven't really dug in enough to talk about them yeah like dark cloud or ape escape Oh, but I'll, I'll, I'll probably get to those. Dark later. cloud. You love dark cloud. I did. And I think I do, but, it, but I haven't played enough of it to be like, yes, I, I will speak about this one now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for another episode. Wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> that, was um, my, so, that was my spoiler alert in case you're I, I was, I was into that. Yeah, that was good. I forgot to addendum. It is uh 40 K chaos gate dash demon hunters. So no, they're, they're, it's one of these games. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I don't know my ass from my elbow about 40k. I like this is not a series that I'm like way into. Uh huh. But I've always sort of looked from the outside like, I wish I could know more about what's going on in there. It seems okay. really bizarre and just like, I, I obviously you're I walking like, down the street and seeing the, the crazy shit that's going on there through the window. You're like, yes, that looks fun. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Like it's very ridiculous in a way that I kind of like enjoy. 
It's mm-hmm. ridiculous in a similar way to like Doom or something where sure. like demons exist in this world, right? Like yeah. demons from hell wandering around in space. <laughs> sure. So space, like space demons, it always gets people going. It does. So like that that sort of stuff I I kind of enjoy and just the like the lore that takes itself almost too seriously but kind of crosses over the line and is like this is kind of campy and fun. I like that. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much any time a really or a a kind of good 40k game comes out i'm like i should give that a look because like i would like to go check out what's going on in there mm-hmm. and as of up till now i haven't really found a game that i'm like crazy about in the 40k universe like there have been a couple of them that i'm like that's fine it's good um but nothing that like really satiated that desire to hang out in the space sure not to mention like uh for anybody who doesn't know this uh warhammer and warhammer 40k were like they used to be tabletop games and, and they still are but um, that was sort of the origin of it, right? And so mm-hmm. it didn't really ever have the moment that like D and D fifth edition had, where like a bunch of people started getting into it. There was a bunch of podcasts that are coming out about it and like got very popular. Yeah. And so it's still sort of this like as much as there are big games being made about it, it still feels like kind of a sidelined property. Mm. Or, or or it not intentionally, just like it hasn't really blown up in the way that like D and D has in the past like five or ten years. And so uh, like I said, I'm always just kind of looking for an avenue to get in there because mm-hmm. when I, when i look up like how do i get into 40k i'm handed a reddit thread with like 20 books and like a couple of like manuals and game guides and shit like that and i'm like i it's a lot get, of reading like, yeah can i just get like one <laughs> thing where i get to go hang out and like be cool in there anyway so i reach for this game uh warhammer 40k chaos gate demon hunters uh is a game that largely <laughs> plays I know that largely plays out much like XCOM where you control about four people Uh and uh, it's like a tactical kind of game where there are, you know, enemies on one side of the map and you have to do some mission and these enemies will get in your way and it plays out much, you know, in a turn based fight and uh, you typically control four uh, space Marines, specifically the gray Knights, uh, which Mm. are, you know, big, big boys in uh, big big suits. Sure. If you have seen imagery of 40k, I'm sure you have yeah. seen the kind of like big old shouldered and kind of tiny head sitting yeah. in between them. Space Gigantic kind of folk. Yeah. So those are the people you control. And then once you are through with the, the sort of like battling scene, you uh, go back onto your ship, the Baleful Edict. Oh, that's a good name. Good, good name. I was way into that. It sounds like a forerunner ship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It kind of sounds or kind covenant. of in the ha- covenanty. A, hail, a halo name for sure. Essentially, the way that the story's pitched is that the, the very first mission you go down, or not you specifically, but four of the Space Marines, one of whom is currently the commander of the baleful edict and uh they pretty much all die and so like you're put in charge of of the edict herself Hmm. and it's really fun there is this like kind of shrewd mars robot that is like in charge of making sure that the ship survives shrewd or sassy uh shrewd they're like i don't i don't really give a shit if you survive i need to make sure this ship is okay though all right like just very short yeah the design of them is very fun um, there is another older Grey Warden that uh, lives, or sorry, another older Grey Knight, not Grey Wardens, I think that's Skyrim, who like is is on the ship and sort of serves as your like advisor. And uh, pretty quickly the game spins out into this story about like this, uh, I guess like rot or disease that's been spreading on planets around where you are. Okay. Is Melania there? A little bit, yeah. It feels a little scarlet <laughs> rotty. 
<laughs> and so you're the the story starts to spin out from there. But anyway, point being, I think the like combat is fine. Like it's very XCOM-y and so like that's a, that's familiar territory. And it's not, you know, breaking new grounds or anything. Like if if if, if you've played XCOM or if you've played Mario versus Rabbids Kingdom Battle or whatever that game was, mm-hmm. Um, then you've played a game like this mm-hmm. and I, I think it does that totally fine, but I'm way more into the like design of the game. I think that they capture the like sci-fi gothic design very well in a way that's just like very fun. Mm-hmm. The like command point of your ship looks like a cathedral with these like huge Ooh. windows and shit like that. They're all very intricate. Uh-huh. Um, your ship itself looks like there's just like these like gothic spires coming out of it and shit like Whoa. that. Like it's the the world says like I do not care about spaceships that need to make sense. I just want to make this look. It's gonna be a cool spaceship. You're gonna yeah. buy. You're gonna buy this miniature and you're gonna paint it. It's gonna look awesome <laughs> on your on your shelf. Exactly. Like all the all the space marines have like this like mount on the back of their shoulders that sometimes has a like verse from the like god king bible that they're like carrying around like just absolutely banana stuff that is is really fun for me i I think that bloodborne does space is what this ship looks like yes exactly like that that sort of stuff really excites me and i could doom like yes i i could see how somebody could interpret this style of design as like kind of chuddy and like very like a a masculine approach to world building (laughs) And I get that. I think it is that, but absolutely. I, it's also for me personally, very enjoyable and very fun. Yeah. It's so fun in a way that at least it feels to me like the game knows it's in on the joke of how ridiculous all this shit is. Like it's not trying to be an earnest approach to 40. It's like a rock opera. Kind of. Yeah. Like just absolutely ridiculous. Nobody really like is taking this too seriously, except for the characters in the game, which also seem to be kind of tongue-in-cheek in in a certain way. Yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I I will certainly keep playing it. I love just, like, wandering around the galaxy and trying to fix the problems and upgrading my ship and Mm -hmm. upgrading my units to have cooler armor and... They can oh, yeah. use, you know, essentially like a light spear or whatever. So I'm into it. I, I'm enjoying this game quite a bit. It's it's definitely one of the more accessible 40k games that I've gotten into, mm-hmm. rather than the other ones where that uh, they still feel kind of at arm's length when I'm trying to like read into what what is this place? What are these people? I don't know any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, David, this will lead me to my optimistic thing of the week. Uh huh. It's finally time. It's finally here. It's the Mega Man Battle Network Collection, I David. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yes, it's here. They announced it. It's coming out next year, which feels impossibly far away. So my podomestic thing is not only the release of that, but also uh, the little the little video game podomism community that we've uh, fostered. Because I got like 20 direct messages being like, hey, have you seen this? Do you know this is coming? out uh, i was gonna was ask you the same thing but i knew that you probably already knew <laughs> i absolutely already have known but you I have was... all of the the alerts on twitter ready to go <laughs> um yeah i got blown up because of that which is really fun i i, I love these fucking games and i'm so excited to have them in all in one place mm-hmm. there's 10 of them that's a which, lot that's a lot of <laughs> so games a lot of games i i i think i played through the first one uh on the show i don't know maybe six months to a year ago that one was pretty good but i i definitely know that the second in the series is where the game is like okay here's where we're hitting our stride makes the like kind of social life a little bit better and all that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. i i don't know if i'm gonna be able to wait to get back in there so maybe i'll just pick up two 
and then I'll, I'll uh, come around the bend with the collection and start at three or something. You're too excited. I'm too, too excited. excited. The collection has got me so stoked to get back out, get back in the, in there with the boys, Lan and Mega Man. There you go. It's got me, it's got me feeling optimistic. David, is there anything fueling your sense of optimism this week? Yeah, it's the Mega Man Battle Network collection <laughs> because is I it? knew I knew it was going to be your optimistic <laughs> thing, and because okay. I wanted to play it. Yeah, yeah. I want to play it. I got so excited looking at it. I'm like, it made me think of you, made me think of the cast, and made me excited for video games. You're like, oh shit, we're gonna talk about this on the next podcast. (laughs) It made me, it made me so stoked. So yeah, very much is my video game podtimism podtimism thing of the week. This is the first time this has ever happened, or we've had the same thing. I think so. This is a shocking turn of events. What do we what do we do to mark the occasion? High five virtually? Take a shot? Maybe we could say gamers at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. On three? Yeah. One, you, two, three, gamers. gamers. So one, two, three, four. Let's do one, two, three gamers. Okay. You 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 should start it. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three gamers. gamers. Wow, we said it in the same way too. That was nice. I know how you say gamers. Yeah, that is true. You always say gamers. <laughs> like it's bolded and underlined. Mm, mm-hmm. It is in my head. Um, wow, that's really great. I'm stoked. I want to play this. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. I'm very excited. I'm uh, also just very nervous for all the people who I've been espousing this series to <laughs> for many years. You get a lot of angry text messages from people. This game is garbage, bro. I am so not into this game. I'm filing a formal complaint against your podcast, sir. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the Better Gamer Bureau and say that you did not recommend a good enough game. <laughs> um, do you want to move on to our main thing, David? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, it's Good Games. It's the segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear and gush all the things that we love about them. What to say, what to say. <laughs> what? That's a segment that we've what? done. We've done it probably close to 100 times by now. Yeah, we're, we're getting up there. Very, very proud of our catalog. And we're still on our GameCube kick. And <laughs> uh, we, we played Lost Kingdoms last week, a little FromSoft GameCube action. And this week, uh-huh. we're talking about Battalion Wars, David. Battalion Wars. What's well, a fun one? It was, it was a fun one. I had not heard of this game before. I had heard of it, but I'd never played mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I definitely so, remember it being... In the Blockbuster. Yes, in the Blockbuster. Oh, wow. Back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. Before we get too far, can I hit you with a few hot stats, David? Please, sir. Hot stats. Hot stats. So Battalion Wars came out September 19th of 2005 for GameCube. This was made by Kuju London. They uh, made the Reign of Fire movie video game tie-in. Wow, Reign of Fire. This is yeah. the second time it's been referenced in like <laughs> the last three is. or four episodes? I think it was last episode you dropped a Reign of Fire <laughs> reference. <laughs> what the shit? Wow. I mean, that's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Matthew McCann. Wow. He was it's, in it. It's three dudes whose prof- whose pictures look almost identical on, on Google. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, and Gerard Butler. Brown-haired boys. Brown-haired white boys. Here Scruffy we go. Scruffy boys. <laughs> and they're scruffy. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Anyways, continue. They also made, obviously, the Battalion Wars 1 and 2. Apparently there was a 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Art Academy games, once they had been rebranded to Headstrong Games. All right. So they made some games. 
I have a review from Joe Video of Battalion Wars. Um, Joe Video, uh, our, our beloved French outlet. I have taken their review and run it through Google Translate from one language to another, mangling it, spitting out the, the broken husk in English. Jesus. Yeah, a little, a little rough in the imagery there. I didn't mean to come off so aggressive. Broken. I will break you, review. Chase's Bane. The review is Batman. Proceed. Yes, I'm going to break it. I, I broke its back with Google Translate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did that, and we're going to hear what they had to say about Battalion Wars. And just to, just to prepare, this one's going to end at a place that you do not expect it to end. All right, I'm ready. Jovideo said, despite the initial setbacks, the group remained on fire for hours of kisses and messy tactics, but enough to entertain the crowd. Unfortunately, you may not be able to carry out the process of punishing without much responsibility. In addition, the jokes work well and resemble the characters that appears in Brothers Band. It's not my fault. But as I said before, 14 out of 20 from Jovideo. Like I said, it stops in a very weird place. Did this one have a very weird sexual energy to you, or was that just me picking up on the wrong vibes? The group remained on fire for hours of kisses and messy tactics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But enough to entertain the crowd. There's a lot going on in there. They talked about punishment later. Yeah, it's... Somebody was having a good time writing this review. Somebody was having a good old time. Interesting. That was a very that was that one was a little less uh, slam poetry this time from Joe's video, more like a like a weird it's weird, weird like horn an, dog almost. Yeah, a little bit of an invitation from Joe video that I don't know that I'm ready to reciprocate. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Joe video is asking of me from this from this review. <laughs> yeah, somewhat concerning. Somewhat concerning. Yeah. The ending also just falls off a cliff at the end there. I think they realized that like this was not a review that they normally write, and they're like, "We have to, we just have to stop this." Like, and the the pod when we just like have to pull the plug on these jokes we're saying, we're just like, "We, this is this is nonsense. We have to stop." (laughs) They they were just yanking the person reviewing away from their chair, (laughs) away from the keyboard. Yeah, hastily (laughs) clicked the post one. (laughs) It's good enough. You've met your deadline. That's big business, kid. It literally says, "Quote: It's not my fault." But as I said before, and then they hit post before their boss could come tell them not to post it. <laughs> it's not my fault is a a scary last complete sentence oh, yeah. to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very on, a, much. on anything, really. <laughs> it's in quotes, too. It says, quote, it's not my fault, unquote. And then, but that as was, I said before. That was the murderer quoting the last words of the <laughs> yes. person who he killed. Yeah, thanks, show video. What is Battalion Wars, David? Oh, great question. Battalion Wars is a third person shooter tactics game mm-hmm. where you take control of various units people mm-hmm. individuals on a battlefield ranging from foot soldiers to tanks to anything else in between yeah bazooka men bazooka men mm-hmm. my name's chase bazooka men <laughs> and i want your vote for congress but yes, yes, you have all these different characters that you can switch between on the battlefield. Yeah. You have complete control over when you switch, how you switch, mm-hmm. and each character controls differently yep. with like different primary fires, different speeds with which they get around the map. Mm-hmm. And there is like a little bit of battlefield tactics that you have to take into account with things like telling people to stop at some place, telling them when to fire, telling them when yeah. to charge in, which units to put in the front, which units to put in the back. So there is there is a bit going on there. It's like a semi-open world, like open zone game, mm-hmm. I guess people have started calling these. So you kind of go through a level and beat uh, enemies as they appear on the map with your with your your battalion. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> guess you go you to war say. with your battalion. You go yeah. to war with your battalion. The, and the story is just pretty, you know, generic. We're at war with another country. They're the bad guys. Uh, and they're Russian. So that's kind of yeah. uh, in vogue right now. Yeah. Did you? How, how much of this game did you play, by the way? I played, I think, like the first couple of levels. Sure. I didn't get too far. How far did you yeah, get? Yeah, I nearly beat this game. <laughs> Damn. Okay, you were into it. <laughs> I was way into it, and not. I. I just. I only mentioned that not as a flex, but you said the story. Story is pretty standard. It gets bananas at the end of this game. Okay. I because yeah, you're you're like initially finding what is essentially like an analog for like Russians and like let me say Soviet era Russians, like very kind of like old school, like rusty looking dudes. Rush yeah. Russians. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bolsheviks. Yeah. Yeah. Initially you're fighting the Russians, but this like, what do they call them? Exylvanians show up into the conflict at some point. Exylvanians. They're, the they're Castlevania crossover. <laughs> they are stand-ins for Transylvanians. Like sure. Li- they're literally like vampires in this game. Really? And really. And eventually they like, raise an army of undead Exylvanian demons and you have to like go collect this like legendary sword to beat them it's bananas david what absolutely unhinged what i i would definitely recommend watching the like 12 minute compilation of the cutscenes from this game maybe i'll just go back and play the whole game it's honestly pretty good it's a fun game anyway so we we kind of got a, a a little bit ahead of ourselves but i to to get into it, I quite liked this game. I thought this was pretty fucking good. No, it's a, it is a very unique game. Yeah, totally. Very um, unique. It reminds me a lot of the. Did you ever play the like Army Men, Sarge's Heroes games for like N sixty four and shit like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in the day, most definitely. Reminds me a little bit of that. I feel like it plays a little better than those did. Like, yes, the yeah. game feels pretty fluid and like commanding your dudes. They have made very simple. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just like go or don't go. Yeah. Initially, that's like, you know, putting guys where you need them to be is like kind of a challenging thing. But once you get into the flow of it, it feels pretty good to be like just rolling around in your tank mm-hmm. and like, you know, blowing your whistle at your your friends to go like jump across the bridge while you shoot down a helicopter. Oh, the whistle. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting is an interesting example of that of a kind of a, a popular genre of game back then, which was like squad games, squad yeah. tactic games. Yeah. Like a uh, SOCOM or Brothers in Arms. Yeah. You know, games where it was you're controlling sometimes one character, sometimes multiple Pikmin, kind of. Mm-hmm as well a little bit of gears too gears right where you can kind of command people to go and do things yeah to win the fight and that's definitely a genre that has kind of gone to the wayside a little bit in yeah. the last decade or so i feel mm-hmm. at least triple a versions of those games i'm sure indie games have quite a few of those out there somewhere mm-hmm. but but yeah and I, I just think it's it was fluid it was fun the controls were easy to to engage with you know, surprisingly enough for a game where that allows you so many different options of things to do. Yeah. You know, it didn't feel overwhelming or bloated. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was a fun, fluid time. I I, I agree. It's, it, I think they like got the game feel like very well tuned. Mm-hmm. It like, it, like I said, it, I feel like the first level or two, I was like, this feels a little clunky and kind of floaty. But after, like after you get the hang of it, it does start to feel really, really easy and natural. Yeah. Of like, you know, you've got six people that you're commanding and like a couple of different units and shit like that and like it does start to feel really good i also feel like they put a heavy emphasis on the like vehicular combat yeah which i enjoy now like having you know played it played a lot of it because 
initially it's like a tank and then you get like a jeep and then a bigger tank and then eventually you get a helicopter and a jet and a bomber and shit like mm-hmm. that so there's a lot of vehicular stuff going on which is is really fun i think a because in forcing you to play as a dude on the battlefield for a little while it also grounds you whenever you're like flying a bomber and you know just blowing dudes away mm-hmm because it, it, it forces you to kind of like feel the gravity of like, okay, I, I know how hard it is to fight three guys when I'm just one dude. But like, because I'm in this big tank or something like that, it's like way easier. So there's kind of like a power scale that you can feel whenever you're playing it. It's also worth mentioning that the like tone and visual style of this is like very easygoing. Cartoony. Cartoony. Almost. Yeah, it's uh, I didn't realize this, but it's kind of a spinoff of the Advanced Wars series. Is it really? It was initially going to be like a, a actual Advanced Wars game. I um, but see they, that. Yeah, no, it, it's it, once you kind of see the, the comparisons, you're like, oh, yeah, shit. Like in, in Advanced Wars, it's also kind of feels like a toy box in the way that this game also feels mm-hmm. where it like th- this does not feel like real war. It feels like little toy soldiers kind of wandering around and shooting at each other. Yeah, which I think benefits this game and Advanced Wars a lot. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to really like Not engage to with the morality of war. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And like, I, I much prefer that to like, you know, playing Call of Duty World War II and being like, this is like a real thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> Watch the die. life leave your enemy's eyes. Yeah. Like this is a, a real thing that really happened and people died like this versus like, this is just battalion wars. It's simple and cheesy and like mm-hmm. goofy. Also reminds me of this game called Toy Commander that was out on the Dreamcast. I think I've brought mm. this up before, but like has Toy a similar... Commander. It has a similar sort of thing with the vehicles being like a a big part of the game. Mm -hmm. Anyway, point being, I I thought this game was super cool. Really enjoyed the visual style and like the the tone of it. And just like I said, I I genuinely couldn't really stop playing this one. I had brought this on the Steam Deck to Sacramento and kind of just was fucking around with this pretty regularly. Hell yeah. Steam Deck game. game. Yeah, sort of. It's... Had to work to get it on there, but was sure. definitely playing it. Yeah. What 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 else struck you about this one? I think honestly, the biggest thing that struck me was just the uniqueness of it. Yeah. There's the no games like it. There's yeah. no games like it right now. You know, it's 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 different than a Valkyria Valkyria Chronicles, mm-hmm. right? In that it's uh, not turn based, right? Yeah. It's just free flowing action. It's different than a Pikmin in that you're controlling one person at a time specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different than a what I say, Brothers in Arms or anything like that because you're playing as multiple different characters who do different things. So it's just it's just a lot of variety. Yeah. A lot of interesting decisions to be made. I just think I just thought it was fun. It's 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 hard to explain. It's a pretty simple game. There's, yeah. there's a lot going on, but it's still kind of simple, which is interesting. Yeah. So that was that that is impressive about it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it the whole package together is just seamless and engaging from start to finish when you're playing mm-hmm. a, when you're playing a level. And like you said, I do appreciate the more kind of almost like slapstick style yeah. of the cutscenes and the characters. It's and, pretty goofy. And the setting. Yeah. It's a goofy game, which definitely. I mean, you can't you can't say something there about like should we be making war goofy? But if I'm just trying to play a game, I'm just you know it's just tactics game. That's fine. I don't have yeah, to think yeah. About it. I feel like when it's so cartoonish, that is a clear distinction between like this is a game or a you know something that is separate from the reality of having to like go through this. You know, mm-hmm. I think he, like when I was a lot younger I, I was always kind of not shocked but surprised that adults thought that like kids weren't able to distinguish between like video games in real life or video games and other video games like yeah it's obvious to me when i was playing 
when I was younger, like the D-Day scene in Medal of Honor is heavy and intense. And like, yeah, that was a lot and gave me a clue to like, this sucks. This looks like this sucked real bad for everybody involved. And like, I don't want to do that versus playing this game. It's like, that is clearly a cartoon, you know, yeah. like. I get that the imagery that they're using here is referencing these like greater sort of conflicts and like mm -hmm. the characters are all very much coded as like sort of this World War II analog. Yeah. But, you know, in a way that, that doesn't, it doesn't need you to engage with it. Right. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people get caught up with like, you know, if you're watching a cartoon and there's like adult jokes in it. People are like, oh my God, this is like too much. And like no shot do the kids understand the, like the complicated sort of like mm -hmm. context that you would need to get to actually like understand that joke. Yeah. I like, I, I don't see a huge problem in this. Obviously just like invoking violence is like a whole other conversation, but you know, I, I would be shocked if someone were to play Battalion Wars versus, like I said, Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah. And not be able to distinguish between the two, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. not be able to take the correct thing away from that of like, wow, one of those is hell and one of those is uh, a fun little toy game, you know? Yes, exactly. I think it's more complicated when you look at something like Pursuit Force like we had before where like... <laughs> Fucking the force. it's an action game and over the top and is very ridiculous but like the underlying sentiment is like not cool shouldn't cops be able to do whatever they want to do shouldn't <laughs> like, they hurt what? anybody who's different than you yeah fuck that you should you should go get uh what do they call it like a justice shot or something like that like, oh god it's so bad yeah. so that sort of stuff is much more complicated to sort of unpack but i i think just the sheer imagery of this versus any other kind of serious war game is it's obvious the the subject matter is and like how seriously you actually need to take it sure Sure, sure. In the same way that Advance Wars does. No, it's a fun game. Now, the it's only gripe I would have is that it suffers from the GameCube era issue of you have the nubbin, but the nubbin you can't really use on the controller. <laughs> so I couldn't yeah. look up. I always wanted to use the right stick to look up, but that's the nubbin on the GameCube controller. So yeah. you have to press the, the R button to, to look around and free free aim mode. Yeah, some games kind of dealt with that in, in better ways than others did. Yeah. Like, you don't notice it in all the GameCube games, but some of them were, like, were so clearly, like, we really could have used a right analog stick on this one. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. just sort of try and grapple with how to actually get around that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I've been playing Ape Escape recently, and it's sort of hilarious to look at, like, how stoked the designers were to just have another fucking stick. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> everything is mapped to the stick and so like so many of the face buttons are like everything else like your equip buttons your camera is on your shoulder and like mm -hmm. the right analog is just the net and so they're like kind of coming unhinged with like well what can't we do yeah. with the right analog we could do anything we want <laughs> So it's it's interesting to see people grapple with like what what do we do when we don't have this because like the PS2 was out by this point so was the Xbox with mm -hmm. Halo and shit so like people had gotten to how do we control a camera in in third or first person mm -hmm. but the GameCube had the C stick which was not super good <laughs> oh the nubbin what a beautiful it was brutal it, I feel like a couple of games had tried to make that their way of controlling like I, I think some of the yeah yeah the camera and like a first person game like I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was the case but it don't feel good there's a lot of tension on the C stick there's a lot of tension you don't get that same kind of roll around that the, yeah. you get with an analog stick so it's just it's less, real thin. Yeah, yeah, there's less play with it. <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda is what Shigeru Miyamoto sitting in his <laughs> high tower of gamers saying shoulda, coulda, woulda with that Nintendo GameCube controller. Just has a poster on his wall. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. 
ridden over the GameCube controller. As a reminder to himself. I, I don't want to dunk on the GameCube controller. There was some other real good shit. I love it how big... It was great for Smash. Great for Smash. Love how big the A button is. It's honestly one of the better like ergonomic feels yeah. of the controller to this <laughs> yes. day. How it just feels in the hand is great. Good, good feel. The buttons are designed in a way where it's like, we know you're going to be hitting the A button a lot. The B button sometimes, but in very important situations. Uh-huh. And then the X and Y a little less. We're gonna put those up on on the side here. Yeah, it was very it was very like postmodern layout for a video <laughs> game controller. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What is reality? What is reality I, of this controller? I just want one big button to do the thing. I mean, it feels great to slam that A button whenever I press it. Does. It does. It's big. Probably top top three satisfying buttons to push on Ooh. a controller. Ooh. <laughs> is, this a future, is this a future episode? My mind is racing. Your top seven favorite buttons to push. Number six, Burger King <laughs> foot lettuce. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Love that button. Okay, real quick. The, the GameCube A button is in the list. I think the Atari big red button on like the 2600 is in there. Because mm. it's just the one. Sure. One big button. The very stick, inviting. The stick, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. That thing is way too hard to pull. But sure. the button, very good. Mm-hmm. This is so tough because now I'm just like, what modern button feels best? There's a lot of buttons out there, man. I feel like the the right trigger of the Xbox 360 controller was pretty mm. damn good. You like that one, yeah? Or just the, either the right or the left, but just that was the first trigger that was kind of curved. Yeah, it did feel concave, good. concave feel to it. I do like the padding at the bottom of the triggers on the more modern Xbox consoles, where it like mm. kind of goes as you hit the bottom of it. That feels yeah. real nice. It has like a little cushion down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, this is tough. <laughs> the the engage W button is just engage. unbeatable. <laughs> oh wow! Just sent you to the nether realm for a second. We're really in the engage now, aren't we? Right. <laughs> um, that worked too well. Then Tony yeah. Stark saves the world. I am Nokia. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> Not your best work. Not my best work. You are absolutely true. Not your best work. (laughs) Let's end this segment. Hey, you know, keep it going. Yeah, let's 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 move on from this one. All right, thank you. you. We're in the end gauge now. (laughs) (laughs) It is good. I like that. (laughs) Oh, it's fucked up. All right, kid. Let me hear. Let me let me see how this rolls off your brain. Okay. Let me see your reaction to this. Sure. www.podtomism.com. Oh, I am intrigued, sir. Your name in lights. <laughs> your name in lights. The vignette above the GameStop saying David Benavidez spelled correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Buena Vida. Yes. <laughs> Similar. Hey, uh, we. Rather than saying all the things about our Twitter and our Gmail and all the places you can go to listen to us, why not just go to www.podtimism.com? Mm. It's a lot easier. I, I showed this. There was no, no one else had that domain. No, that was us, baby. Scrubs. Scrubs, too late. Now it's only 12 bucks a, a year on google.com. Thank you. Just to be clear, you're talking about the rest of the internet for not yes. scooping up optimism.com. Yes, fools. Yeah. Fools. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's foolish to not have bought that by now. Sorry. $12 for me for this year. <laughs> Too bad.
<laughs> domains are shockingly cheap. Every time I buy one, I'm like, really? For that? Like it's, it's like it, 10? You 10 bucks? You should just see how, I mean, what do they, do they change it depending on what it says? Like if it was like elonmusk.com. But what yeah, it, I think some of them are like more sought after or if it's already taken then yes they're like sorry dog yeah yeah i think there was one of them that was like 10k it was like podtimism.me or or something like that was really expensive gross podtimism.me anyway you can go to this website and uh you can click links for our twitter or our email or you can go to like our podcast directly there's a player there too if you just want to like listen to the most recent episode i'm also building a list of uh games that we've covered and there's a little bit of an interactive element on the on the website beautiful so if you want to go in there and type uh divinity original sin you can see nearly like 15 episodes of us talking about <laughs> divinity so yeah that's uh that's pulling from the like list of uh the games mentioned in our notes for for every episode that so, is a monumental task it was easier than you might think it's 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 only rss feed david it's, it's not too bad there you go okay okay this, this is my my job baby this is what i do every day um, if it's easy for you that'll be a monumental task for me sure yeah 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 i hear that but uh yeah you can go hang out there and uh get all the links so rather than us having to explain this every time at the end of an episode we're just gonna say go to podtimism.com get all the links yeah <laughs> took me a second on that one <laughs> sorry no you're you're doing a phenomenal job thank you um but you know what won't go away is us thing, saying thank you, Scout Wilkinson, for your work on our uh, yeah. podcast. Scout right. out of the week. Scout out of the week. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate the work you did and do, and uh, just appreciate the person you are. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Uh, if you want to help the show, you can uh, go and review it on your podcatcher of choice. Maybe I'll put some links of those on the website so it makes Ooh. it easier. Who knows? You should put some testimonials on there. <laughs> uh, Garen saying nice things about us. Uh, just over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, testimonials is a good idea for a part of the website. Yeah, so if you want to help us out, you can go review it on a place or you can show it to a friend. Uh, it helps us out a great deal because that is the easiest and probably most effective way to grow the show and tell other people about Podtimism, which, totally. as I've said before, uh, I've seen a little bit more uh, of. So uh, thanks, all of you who are taking time out of your day to do that. You don't have to. And so it's very much appreciated when you do. Definitely. Also, one final thank you to you for listening. That's yes. that you're you're doing us a great service for doing that. We uh we like to hang out here, hang out in this space, this this game gamer gamer haven <laughs> that we've created. I hate that. Oh my um, god. I hate that. Ga- gamer haven. <laughs> okay, I like that though. Big when shut. <laughs> when it's said with a, a snake uh inflection with a David Hader voice. Is that what that's what you're going for, right? Like Outer Haven? Wasn't intentional. Outer, I was did just, they say Outer Heaven or Outer Haven? Outer God, Heaven, right? Maybe, David. It's maybe not the, like we have it's not like we have an ongoing series of covering the Metal Gear Solid games. No, Outer Haven. Gamer Haven. Gamer Haven. Gamer Haven. Big Chut. <laughs> Solid Davy. Solid Davy? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Solid is Chaven. Solid, um, solid solid shaven is the most accurate out of all those yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah so anyway thank you for being here we, we appreciate your presence and uh your ear minutes absolutely 
Thank you. Totally. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, David, do you have any gaming wisdom? Oh, God. Took you off guard. <laughs> I, I kept on saying Gamer Haven, and I forgot about that I should be thinking about my video game wisdom of the week. Oh, you don't You don't have to think about it. You can just sort of let it happen. Everybody wants to be on that Sigma male grind set like Ryu Hayabusa. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was a sentence. But, <laughs> but yeah. sometimes it's better to go in with your squad. Yeah. Like Battalion Wars. Like Battalion Wars, David. Battalion Wars. It's, it's better to do a Battalion Wars than a Ninja Gaiden. It's yeah. happier in a battalion wars. People are more nice to each other in a battalion wars. It's true. There's fewer decapitations and, and fiends many, and greater fiends. Many fewer decapitations. Yeah. And there's just, there's, there's, there's no very problematic physics in, in battalion yeah. wars. So that's great. Other so, than like, no, you know, violence, but that's not, it's, it's, it's done in a way that's it's cartoony violence. So yeah, we'll yeah. allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, if you, if you have the choice between being, uh, a Sigma male, Ryo Hayabusa, yeah. Ninja Gaiden boy, or a, a happy-go-lucky battalion wars going with my squad and my homies. Yeah. Man. Choose, <laughs> choose a battalion wars. Yeah. Run in with your homies. I don't think Ryu Hayabusa has a very good, like, work-life balance. I would, I would say no. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you about the Sigma grind set is, like, all you do is work. His life is work. Like, you've met that guy before. That guy sucks. Yeah, no one enjoys that guy. No, like if you like, hey, what have you been doing recently? Oh, just I've been in, I've been in the fucking lab, dude. I've been grinding out, living that Sigma lifestyle. <laughs> I've been <in> the lab. <laughs> that guy stinks. I like I don't want to hang out with that guy at any point. The only person, if anybody who's not a scientist has been telling you that they've been in the lab, <laughs> you or should, Dr. Dre, or, or, Dr. Dr. or Dr. Dre, or Dr. Dre, he's yeah. he's doctor. You should you should uh, go. You should leave. You should probably yeah, you should pay- probably leave. Pay for your tab and maybe just go somewhere else. <laughs> Pay for your tab. That is, that is somebody who would come and just start talking to you at the bar. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Man, yeah, I've been in the lab. Wow, tell me you're toxic without telling me you're toxic. Damn, for real. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> waving red flag. Other than Dr. Dre, just been in the lab, man. It's so it's such a cliche. It means it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> it means zero things of of importance or significance. Wow, have you heard this somewhere? <laughs> like that really fucks you up? Because I feel uh, like I I, feel I pushed like a it's, button. It's, it's often it's often in sports talk. Mm-hmm. Often in sports talk. You know, athletes going like, I've been in the lab. Like, no, you've been practicing. Like, you've been <laughs> practicing. Yes, yeah. we get it. Like, you're you're working on your craft. That's great. Sure. Don't tell... Being in the lab... Oh God, doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean like, anything. Like, this is coming from a dude who, like, is at currently working out at California Family Health and Fitness, who, like, yes. only plays basketball against old, like, old dudes. It started with professional athletes and like mm-hmm. sure yes maybe you actually were in a lab like doing running tests on your body because it's like <laughs> yeah. peak condition sure but then it's just like chuds who are at like you said <laughs> family fitness being like yeah in the lab right now check me out afterwards you're practicing doc i can't i can't i can't deal with it i can't i can't deal with it sorry you you triggered me <laughs> you triggered me no it's bit. great it's great anyway so we'll see you on the next time we're gonna spend some time in the pod lab and come up with a really cool idea for nope. episode one one no. one. We are yeah. just we are going to we're gonna think of something good. <laughs> that's that's what's gonna happen. We're not in a lab. We're not doing science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. End of the I'll podcast. S- s- the end of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>